This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational, to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 200 entitled Believe in Yourself and Be Grateful. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for the questions, the comments, the feedback that you guys have been sending through, uh, and of course, for those all-important iTunes reviews, uh, like I mentioned on every podcast episode, uh, probably the single most important thing you guys can do to show your appreciation for the podcast if you get uh, any value from these episodes. So absolutely fantastic uh, for those of you that uh, have been uh, taking the time out. I'm super appreciative of you guys uh, leaving those uh, iTunes reviews. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, for those of you guys uh, who don't know or maybe asking why is it, uh, you know, sort of a preference on iTunes reviews over every other uh, format. And it's basically uh, just the way that podcasting uh, came about. It basically got its start um, through Apple and through uh, iOS devices. And uh, because of that, uh, most uh, podcast apps that you use, most podcast um, websites and things that you can go to are all aggregating their podcasts from iTunes, uh, with the exception uh, of a few. Uh, there's a few uh, that uh, you basically have to uh, submit your own feed to. Uh, so like Google's uh, podcast now, you have to submit uh, a separate feed there so that they're getting their own uh, sort of stream of the uh, episodes as well as um, some of the other uh, types of uh, things like Spotify. But for every other uh, sort of podcast app like Stitcher Radio and all those sorts of things, um, they're getting them all directly from uh, iTunes because iTunes was sort of, like I said, the original uh, spot for uh, podcasts. And that's why those iTunes reviews are so important because they're, uh, you know, they show up in those search results for iTunes and they also sort of, uh, you know, go across the web and all of those other uh, types of uh, podcast players and stuff as well. So uh, those iTunes iTunes review is super important. If you want to check out, uh, it's always fun uh, looking at uh, all of the past uh, podcast reviews. Uh, I have them all uh, aggregated in one spot on my website, lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. And because uh, the way iTunes works... Uh, say, uh, if you're in the U.S. and you look up my reviews, you're only going to see the uh, reviews that originated from the U.S. If you're in Canada, you're only going to see the Canadian reviews uh, from for the podcast. If you're, um, you know, in the United Kingdom or in Australia, you're only going to see those reviews from the country that you're in. Uh, so I've aggregated uh, all of the uh, podcast reviews using a plugin uh, on my website. So basically, anytime anybody leaves a review about the podcast on uh, any iTunes 
iTunes store in any country, it'll show up there in chronological order. So, and it'll show the country it's from and, uh, you know, the, uh, podcast review there. So, uh, you can find all of those podcast reviews, like I said, on longcarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. And uh, I appreciate all of you who have left podcast uh, reviews in the past and as well, we'll leave uh, podcast reviews in the future. Uh, so this week's episode number 200. Uh, can you believe it? 200 podcast episodes um i and coming up here uh you know pretty much uh on four years four years of leaving uh doing podcast episodes each and every tuesday for you guys uh for the past uh, four years with uh, only a few exceptions um of missing weeks here and there um namely uh, or mostly uh during the christmas break between christmas and new years i usually uh, skip uh, those and then i've had a uh, you know one or two weeks um missed uh uh, you know, throughout uh, those four years as well. Uh, but consistency has been the name of the game. Um, you know, I committed early on to do these uh, podcast episodes each and every week. And uh, let me tell you, uh, this uh, podcast episode here, number 200, entitled Believe in Yourself and Be Grateful, um, you know, couldn't come at a better time. Uh, I am just absolutely uh, grateful to all of you guys who uh, download episodes each and every week and uh, give me your feedback and send me uh, letters and uh, messages and stuff. And it's just absolutely uh, humbling to think about when I... Uh, you know, I think I'll, I'll tell a bit of a story here. I'm not sure if I've shared it, uh, on the podcast before. I think I may have mentioned it in one of the podcast interviews of basically how the podcast started. Uh, and, uh, it basically started because when I was out, uh, mowing lawns myself, uh, I would listen to podcasts. Originally, um, you know, I, uh, went through listening to, uh, music, uh, with, uh, you know, my regular, um, over the ear hearing protection. I think they were like the Peltors or something, uh, work tunes or something. I think they were called, they had like the built in AM FM radio and I would listen to the radio and, uh, they had a little MP3 jack, uh, input on them as well. Uh, so occasionally I would, you know, bring a long cord with me and plug it into my phone and I could uh, listen to, you know, things that are on my phone as well. But originally it was just music and I would listen to a certain radio station for a few months at a time. And then I would just get bored of all the same music being played over and over again. So then I would switch genres and listen to, you know, a different type of uh, radio station. And then I got bored of that. So then I uh, went to start listening to talk radio and listening to uh, sort of news type radio. And uh, quickly, uh, that became very repetitive as well. It was always the same headlines, same stories, uh, day in and day out. Um, you know, if uh, I was a bit of a, a political junkie at times, uh, especially during, um, you know, like election time and things like that, uh, it was always uh, kind of exciting to be listening to, um, you know, that and trying to anticipate what was going to happen and things like that. But outside of those times, it would then get kind of boring as well. Like I said, uh, the news headlines were always repetitive. So uh, around that time, 
uh, you know, it was a few years into the business. I think I got my first uh, iPhone, and that's uh, what uh, opened up uh, listening to podcasts while I worked. Uh, I noticed, uh, you know, that there was a podcast app that was available that you could download. I started, uh, you know, I heard the term loosely, podcasts, um, and started to explore uh, listening to podcasts. And originally, it was listening to uh, tech podcasts, um, mainly uh, a podcast uh, called Mac Break Weekly. Uh, so as a lot of you guys know, I am um, a tech fanatic as well. I love, uh, you know, tech gadgets and stuff uh, and uh, have been, um, you know, a sort of computer nerd as well for as long as I can uh, pretty much remember. Um, I think I was introduced to computers when I was about uh uh, probably about seven years old uh, in school and when I was in grade one. Uh, my school had a, the very first sort of computer lab in the area and they had a, a room, a classroom set up with tables and I think they had about 30 uh, Commodore 64s and uh, you know that was my first introduction <clears throat> to computers and uh, immediately I was just you know uh, you know, just uh, hook, line, and sinker, sort of uh, over the moon with computers. I was just absolutely amazed uh, by these things. And you're, you know, talking about it like a little seven-year-old kid, uh, you know, never having any sort of previous experience with computers. But uh, just, um, you know, as uh, the next year and years on, went on through elementary school, I spent the majority of my time in that computer lab. I loved uh, messing around with those Commodores, um, eventually took, uh, you know, when I was about 11 years old, I got a paper route and, uh, started, uh, saving all of my, you know, birthday money and paper route money and, uh, bought myself my first computer and, uh, it was a Commodore 64. Uh, but uh, I couldn't afford it all at once. Uh, so I bought it uh, in pieces. I remember going to the local electronic shop and buying, uh, you know, the keyboard motherboard combo. Uh, those Commodore 64s had, you know, it all built in sort of to the keyboard. Uh, so I remember bar- purchasing that first. And a little adapter so you could hook it up to your television because I couldn't afford the monitor. Uh, so I bought that and I remember it not working quite well with the adapter. And basically I just, uh, had the monitor and, or sorry, the keyboard and I couldn't do anything with it for uh, the longest time. So I, uh, then saved up uh, for a few more months and then I went and purchased, uh, the Commodore monitor for that thing. And then uh, I was able to hook it up. And uh, start to uh, mess around with it a bit, but I still couldn't, um, you know, use any of the discs and stuff. I actually had a quite the collection of, uh, you know, five and I think they're five and a quarter inch floppy discs uh, from school, and we would like uh, copy uh, games and stuff and and trade games and stuff. It was like super easy to do back then. There was no uh, like copyright protection and things like that, uh, and we would just like you just trade games with your friends and you'd have all these uh, games that you could play and stuff and uh, I would get home and I couldn't use them in mine uh, because I didn't have a floppy disk for that thing. So I started to, uh, you know, save up for the the drive for that. But I would spend uh, so many hours um, 
programming the computer in basic i would get these books from the library on uh, basic uh, you know programming or programs that you could do and it had all of the programming language and you could follow it step by step typing it all in and i would spend countless hours line by line typing in this code um that i didn't even have a hard drive or a floppy drive to save it on so I couldn't turn the computer off otherwise I would lose all of the work I had done and uh, eventually you know after a day or two it would be finished and I would run the program and it would do some really simple task like uh, I remember one in particular that uh took me a few days to you know uh, enter in all the code and basically in the end it uh, you know asked you uh, your birth date and you would enter that information in and then it would ask you um, what year um, you wanted to know what day of the week your birthday would be on and you would type in a year in the future and it would uh, calculate and tell you you know your birthday's on a Wednesday and that's all it did that's the only thing it did and it took hours to type in this code. And then ultimately, I would have to turn off the computer and lose all of that uh, to be able to do something different with it the following weekend or something like that. And eventually, you know, I got the whole system together and uh, my, uh, you know, a love affair with uh, computers and technology and stuff started. And uh, after the Commodore, that's when I got into uh, purchasing my very first Apple computer. It was a SE model. And uh, this is back in uh, probably... 1988-89 and uh, you know it was back when they were the small little boxes with the 9 inch black and white screen and uh, that was my first uh, Apple computer and uh, used Apple computers in various models ever since then. Uh, so, you know, my very first podcast uh, I would listen to was this Mac Break Weekly. It was uh, on every Tuesday, and uh, they would, uh, you know, have a panel and discuss all the latest Apple news and stuff like that. And still to this day, um, you know, probably, uh, you know, 10 years later, I still uh, listen to Mac Break Weekly. It's one of my go-to uh, podcasts uh, that I listen to each and every week. And, uh, you know, I always thought, uh, with listening to that, that, uh, you know, wouldn't it be great to, uh, start my own podcast? I would, you know, I just love the format of, you know, while you're working, you can be mowing lawns and listen to, you know, whatever subject under the moon, uh, you could imagine, uh, is available in a podcast. And, uh, it was just so cool to, uh, you know, be able to, uh, you know, dream that uh, maybe I could have my own podcast. And for me, being really, really shy, it was more, uh, you know, uh, I was attracted to the idea mainly because of the nerdy content uh, about it, just the technical side of it and just, uh, you know, figuring that all out. But I always wondered, like, what could I do a podcast about? And I always thought that it would be a technical podcast, something about uh, tech or gadgets or stuff like that. Because that's uh, really uh, what I enjoyed. But, you know, after racking my brain for uh, probably months and procrastinating on starting something, I finally decided that, you know what, I'm just going to start a podcast on uh, lawn care. And this was partly because I got into... After a few years uh, with my lawn care business, I started to get bored of it. I started to uh, sort of lose the spark uh, that initially attracted me to lawn care uh, and started to uh, just uh, not enjoy it as much. 
And uh, one day while searching uh, on the internet and looking for, uh, you know, just some information, I randomly found a Keith Kalfas video. And uh, I watched that and uh, saw his energy and his enthusiasm for landscaping. And that kind of, uh, uh, you know, gave me a bit of a spark back. And I ended up uh, binge watching a whole bunch of his videos all in one weekend. I might have watched, uh, you know, every video he had put out uh, that weekend. And that, uh, you know, got me excited about lawn care again. It got me that spark about lawn care again of uh, remembering why it was uh, I got into lawn care in the first place. And I've told the story before about, um, you know, uh, my wife giving birth to our kids and having a C-section and at the job I was at, uh, you know, having that time booked off and then them telling me, you know, right before I was about to you know, take that uh, uh, pre-authorized uh, vacation uh, time, I guess you could call it, off, telling me that I couldn't take it off um, because uh, they had to uh, let go of another employee and they'd be shorthanded. And I was like, uh, you know, put in a position of being stuck, knowing that my wife wouldn't be able to handle the baby on her own uh, as she would need to recover from the surgery. Uh, and, uh, you know, they put a lot of stress on me and basically said that, uh, you know, if I hadn't showed up or if I didn't show up for work on the Monday that, uh, not to bother coming back. And that, uh, was that sort of aha moment for me to, uh, say, you know, I would never ever work for somebody else again, that I would figure out what I needed to do to start my lawn care business, uh, or to start a business in general. And the lawn care had always been a spark. It had been something I played with, um, years earlier, and, uh, it was, uh, you know, at a past job that I was doing that sort of initially started that I was a, a parts driver for a car dealership. And, uh, I was uh, driving across town, delivering parts to all the little automotive shops and stuff. And I would, uh, go to this one shop in particular that was in the middle of a residential neighborhood. It was kind of like your, um, you know, mom and pop neighborhood type gas station, uh, auto repair shop that had been there for years and years and years. And, uh, it was in the middle of this sort of, uh, you know, uh, upscale neighborhood, uh, very, uh, affluent and, uh, you know, this, uh, uh just mom and pop, uh, sort of a service station had been there for many, many years and was still operating. So to get to this, uh, gas station, I would have to cut through this, uh, affluent neighborhood and, uh, you know, every single home, just about, uh, it was just landscaper after landscaper after landscaper. I would just see all these lawn care companies out there and I would be you know, battling traffic and, uh, you know, just uh, not really enjoying, um, you know, my parts delivery job. And I would cut through these neighborhoods and see these beautiful properties and uh, these guys just mowing lawns. Uh, and it just looked like so much freedom. And that had always stuck with me many, many years. So when I went and, uh, you know, was at that aha moment of being yet in another situation of, you know, being employed for another company that uh, was now, you know, telling me what I could or could not do, uh, even though I had, you know, pre-booked, uh, you know, time off months in advance. Um, you know, that was that moment where I made that decision that I would never, ever work for another uh, company again. 
and that I would go, uh, you know, into business for myself and figure out a way to make it work. I had dabbled in many, you know, I've always been entrepreneurial. I'd always dabbled in, um, you know, lots of uh, different business ideas uh, and all of them failed. And all of them failed because of me. Uh, I know that now looking back, uh, but at the times, you know, I made excuses for every one of those uh, businesses failing. But at that moment, that uh, aha moment, it, you know, made me sit there and go, I will figure it out. I will, you know, never work for somebody else again. Uh, and that's when I uh, made that decision and immediately started, uh, you know, thinking about different ideas uh, to uh, start, um, you know, different businesses. And that uh, lawn care business idea that I had had the seed planted uh, many, many years earlier, um, you know, it uh, just kept uh, coming back to the surface as, uh, you know, something that I could do, something that, um, you know, uh, I figured I could make work. So, you know, I started, uh, like I said, uh, you know, uh, going uh, through it, I had started the business and, uh, you know, that video by, uh, or videos by Keith Kalfas, uh, just m- made me um, remember that story, made me remember that time uh, in my life where I was, uh, you know, uh, with my back against the wall, uh, with, uh, you know, a new family member coming to the uh, world and uh, basically being told if I didn't show up for work uh, that uh, I wouldn't have a job. And that put so much undue, you know, unnecessary stress on me at the time. It was uh, unbelievable. Uh, And, uh, you know, watching those videos just reminded me of that and reminded me of the feeling I had when I would see those guys mowing lawns uh, when I was delivering parts. And it just re-energized me um, about why, you know, I sort of fell in love with lawn care in the first place. And it was the freedom. Just like I said, seeing those guys out there working, uh, you know, being their own boss, nobody telling them what to do outside in the sunshine, um, you know, messing around with equipment, which I also enjoyed doing. Uh, it was just so, um, you know, pleasing to me, uh, and, uh, attractive to me, uh, to think about that lifestyle, um, to basically, you know, do what you want to do, work on the properties you want to work on, set your own hours, take whatever days you want to take off if you need to go on vacation when you want to, um, that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, over the first few years of working in lawn care, you can get into a routine. You can easily get, uh, or let, I should say, circumstances get the best of you. Um, like here, uh, where I work with all the rain, it can be, uh, almost like that, um, you know, water torture, uh, where they, uh, where you see, uh, you know, somebody, they put them in a box and with a hole, uh, just above uh, their forehead and water like is dripping on their forehead and it eventually, uh, over the course of hours drives them insane, right? So the water in the rain, working in the rain eventually, um, you know, got to me and, uh, just working on lawns and stuff got to me and it was, uh, you know, long, it was tiring. 
And uh, I started to uh, fall out of love uh, with lawn care and, uh, you know, started thinking about, um, you know, if I could uh, sell the business or, you know, trying to think of an exit plan, trying to think of what could I do next? What is it that I could do, you know, differently and uh, just get out of lawn care? And like I said, that uh, those Keith Kalfas videos uh, just... Um, put me on, uh, you know, back on the right path. They just uh, reinvigorated me. And uh, not only did they, uh, you know, make me uh, realize how good I had it with my lawn care business, um, but they also, um, you know, gave me sort of that incentive that, uh, you know, if I couldn't think of, you know, a podcast subject to talk about, that I might as well talk about lawn care because I had been doing it uh, for so long and uh, at that point and uh, I thought, you know, I know enough about it that, um, you know, it'll be authentic because I won't be making it up. I'll just be sharing my uh, real experiences and sharing what, you know, I have done that has worked. So, uh, before I continue on uh, with the story, it's uh, time for this week's Jobber Minute. So, my question this week for Murray is, how do I know my uh, crew is where they're supposed to be? Uh, we've all heard stories of people's crews hanging out at a coffee shop or clocking a mile away from the job. This is a question we're actually asked a lot, Julio. And it's not because people don't trust their staff. It can be because... Clients are questioning whether the crew was on site when they said they were. Now, with Jobber's GPS waypoints feature, it gives you a record of where your crew has been down to the minute. The way it works is as soon as they click the job complete button, it logs their exact location in that moment. So whether you need to check on an employee or a client is calling and asking what's going on, you can easily pull up that exact information and get that peace of mind, both for yourself, for your client, and for your employees. That's awesome, Ray. What a great feature to have built into Jobber. I think it's also very applicable for single owner operators as well. I can remember an instance uh, last year where I was servicing a new client for the first time uh, that season, and they challenged me on a specific day uh, that I was there to do uh, the service on their property, and they said that I wasn't there. And, uh, you know, this would be a fantastic to have had at that time to know that, uh, you know, I clicked the job done button when I was uh, finished that job and would have uh, sort of that backup record showing with GPS coordinates that uh, I was in fact there on that property on that day at that time that I am uh, saying to them. Uh, so uh, it could be very helpful in a lot of different instances. So hey, Lawn Care Nation, if you want to find out more about Jobber and what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash jobber and start a free trial and get 20% off your first six months. So I'm just going to play the podcast announcements and we'll continue with this week's episode right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. 
Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so as I was uh, talking uh, before uh, the break there, uh, that is how the idea got sparked for doing uh, the podcast initially. And uh, I'll be completely honest with you guys. You know, I was sitting there and I was thinking, uh, you know, I just keep procrastinating on what to talk about as far as, uh, you know, what subject to pick to do a podcast about. And, uh, you know, I thought, uh, you know, I'll talk about lawn care. I can share those, uh, you know, examples, those experiences that I have had uh, in starting my lawn care business. And uh, it will, uh, you know, get me comfortable because I'm uh, very introverted. It'll get me comfortable with, uh, you know, talking on uh, the microphone and uh, learning how to build a podcast. And then when I finally figure out what I really want to do a podcast about, I will, uh, you know, can then start uh, the real podcast and uh, can, uh, you know, be uh, that much more experienced when I do that. So very, very funny when I think back now, uh, 200 podcast episodes later, and uh, I'm still podcasting and doing weekly episodes about lawn care. And, uh, you know, it goes back to, I believe, um, you know, the title of this episode, and that is uh, Believe in Yourself and Be Grateful. I think, you know, just like, uh, you know, watching those Keith Kalfas videos, when I was getting bored uh, with lawn care, uh, you know, earlier on in my career, um, you know, what is the difference between then and between now? Uh, what is the difference between, you know, the lawn care I was doing before watching Keith's videos to after watching Keith's videos? And it was basically the gratitude. I was bored with doing lawn care. I was bored in the monotony of doing the same thing, the repetitiveness of doing the same thing over and over again, of being out, um, you know, in the rain and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, when I watched a lot of his videos and I saw his enthusiasm um, for, uh, you know, lawn care or landscaping in particular in his case, um, you know, it reminded me a lot of me when I started my lawn care business. And like I said, the whole reason why I started the lawn care business and I started to become grateful instead of resentful, instead of resenting having to go out in the rain and mow lawns, instead of uh, you know, resenting uh, the challenges of running your own business, of, you know, always having to work, work, work uh, to bring in income, of, um, you know, uh, working uh, all sorts of hours, of, uh, you know, having to do all the paperwork and all that sort of stuff. Instead of being resentful for that, I started to become grateful for that. I started to become grateful for the opportunity to do that and looking at it from a different perspective and looking at it from, hey, this is what I wanted to do. This is the dream that I wanted. This is, um, you know, every moment of it 
is, in fact, uh, a win uh, for me. You know, I was working uh, all of these other jobs, working for other people, and, you know, I always found uh, emptiness in that. Uh, and I always felt like I was called to uh, be an entrepreneur, to, you know, run my own business. So here I am doing it. And, you know, it's, um, you know, fairly successful at the time. I'm, you know, making money, I'm working, I'm uh, doing all that. So what's the problem? Why am I now, uh, you know, complaining about uh, things that I knew would need to be done uh, in the business? And when I changed that perspective of, uh, you know, starting to become grateful um, about it all, uh, everything changed. And uh, I think uh, not only was it evident to me, it was evident uh, to a lot of you guys as well. I've gotten so many messages um, from people. Uh, with some of them pointing, uh, you know, those facts out, uh, you know, that uh, they can see that uh, I have uh, found joy again in lawn care uh, and that, uh, you know, it's quite evident uh, in the podcast and stuff. And, you know, a lot of that, too, stems from the podcast is being able to share over these past 200 episodes, uh, you know, my experiences with you guys. Uh, and sharing, you know, what has worked for me and the feedback that I get from you guys. You know, I always, uh, it hasn't been easy with the podcast. Um, you know, uh, when I was at, um, and, and people ask me this all the time too, but uh, notably, uh, Paul Jameson asked me this when uh, we were at the Echo Means Business uh, meeting here this past fall. Uh, and uh, as a lot of you guys know, uh, Paul has started uh, a uh, another lawn care uh, podcast as well uh, called the Green Industry Podcast. If you guys haven't uh, listened to that, uh, I'd implore you guys to uh, subscribe to his podcast as well. He does a, a really great job. Uh, Paul is a uh, radio personality, um, I guess, first and foremost. Uh, and, uh, you know, he started in uh, lawn care as well. And has uh, done a uh, lawn care uh, podcast, uh, like I say, called the Green Industry Podcast. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he's very, very good behind the radio. He's got a lot of experience. He does a, a weekly radio show in Atlanta as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's uh, very good on the microphone. And uh, I, in fact, I told him uh, when we met that, um, you know, I had listened to a few of his episodes and I knew right away that he had a shot at, uh, you know, having a successful podcast. And it wasn't because he was the most, um, experienced in lawn care. It wasn't because, uh, you know, he had some magic formula for lawn care. Uh, but it was because he loved the format of radio. Uh, and you have to love that. You have to love, you know, that sort of aspect to continue on because it's so hard to do, uh, especially with podcasting and stuff. There can be very little feedback at times. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, him asking me, uh, you know, 
in your, you know, how do you, he asked me a bunch of questions like, um, you know, how do you come up with topics every week? Uh, and, uh, you know, do you ever think about quitting was, uh, one of his, uh, questions. And I kind of chuckled and I said, every week I think about quitting. <laughs> every time I put out an episode, I always think that that's it. I'm done. You know, I'm not going to do another episode. Uh, and that went on for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, you would just, you'd get into your own head and thinking, and I, and this is what I told him. I said, you get into your own head and you think that nobody's listening, even though the metrics are showing you that not only are people listening, but more and more people are listening Every week, every month, the podcast keeps growing. It's never stopped growing. Um, the downloads keep going up and up and up and up. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just amazing. But I said, I remember those days when I started the podcast. I can remember specific plateaus of, you know, putting out those first episodes and, you know, having like four downloads uh, for the week. And then, you know, I hit a, the next plateau I hit was like 30. Uh, and I went for, you know, a few months where it was always 30 downloads, 30 downloads for each episode. And, you know, you think, well, 30, what's the point of that? Why even bother? This is like taking so much time. And I remember as well about that time when I was really excited and ramped up about the podcast, I wrote down 10 um, topics that I could talk about. So basically 10 episodes. And uh, it was... Um, you know, quickly, uh, you know, running out of uh, episode ideas. And I would think, you know, how, you know, now what, you know, I've done my 10, I don't know what I'm going to talk about after I get through these 10 episodes. And so, you know, looking back, it's amazing um, that, you know, 200 episodes later, and I'm still going. And I remember telling, uh, you know, him that uh, I would just you know, look for small wins. Uh, and that's all I needed to continue each and every week. I would think about quitting. I would think about, um, you know, throwing in the towel. And I would just say, you know, to myself or to the universe, I just need a small win. Just give me a small win. And it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, a, a message from you guys, um, saying that they love the podcast and they love the episodes or a specific episode or, uh, you know, a message from somebody saying how much, you know, a specific episode has helped them in their business, um, to, you know, a company that reaching out and asking me, you know, if I would like to try their product, uh, or do a review on it uh, or whatever the case would be. I'd always just be saying, you know, I just need a small win. Just give me a small win to get through to the next week, to the next few weeks. Uh, you know, a positive podcast review, uh, was always, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, a win there. Um, and you know, it's just those, those small wins that would help you to validate uh, you know, that belief in yourself, uh, the belief that you knew, you know, that this crazy idea, uh, was meant to be. Because for me to think back and think that, okay, I, you know, I'm the self-proclaimed most, um, introverted person. Why would I sit in front of a microphone each week and share, um, you know, 
all about my business and all that sort of stuff. There was obviously a greater calling for me to um, want to do this uh, that kept uh, persisting uh, in my subconscious to do this, to share with you guys, uh, you know, my journey in lawn care, uh, to be able to get past um you know, that, uh, shyness, that, uh, introvertedness. And I talked about, uh, you know, everything kind of comes together. You have, uh, your pathway in life, all those businesses that I've talked about, past businesses that have failed, each one for different reasons, but each one built skills that helped me get to that next business. And that next business, I used skills from the previous business that failed to help me build that next business just a little bit farther, just a little bit bigger than the previous. And when that business failed, I would go on to the next business and now I'd have a whole new set of skills and things that I learned from that experience that I applied to the next one. And they all sort of culminated uh, in the lawn care uh, space with everything. And that further went on when I started doing this content sharing. So on this 200th episode, like I said, it's very uh, humbling to look back and, uh, you know, just share with you guys that, you know, if you're struggling uh, in your lawn care business, or you're struggling, you're thinking about, um, you know, starting a lawn care business, that that belief in yourself can be you know, what makes the difference? What pushes you past all of the hurdles? And sometimes, you know, when you reach those difficulties, you know, you're going to, you're going to have that self doubt. You're going to have that sort of, um, you know, feeling to want to quit. It's only normal. It's happens to everybody. Um, but you know, it's, just something you just have to believe in yourself. You, your mind will tell you stories about, um, you know, all of your past experiences that, uh, you know, what are you doing? You shouldn't be doing this, that you don't know, um, what's going on. People are going to think you're a fraud, uh, that you really don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, who am I to tell people uh, about, um, running a lawn care business and things like that. You just start this narrative and you start thinking about, um, the things that other people tell you that maybe subconsciously stick with you. I've told the story. I think it was with the, uh, interview episode, um, with, uh, Ballard, um, products with Corey Ballard, um, about, uh, you know, when I was in elementary school, um, you know, I wasn't the A student or anything like that. I was always like in the C's and stuff. And there was a few classes that I failed. Um, and it wasn't, you know, looking back, it wasn't because I was stupid that I failed, uh, classes and stuff. It was because I was uninterested in what they were teaching or their teaching style. And I would, um, you know, not do my homework and stuff like that in certain classes. And I remember, um, you know, certain teachers would like, uh, you know, one teacher would come by and she would check to see who did their homework every day. And, by, you know, a couple months in, 
she'd be walking up and down the aisles, uh, looking at each kid would have their notebooks open with their homework. And, you know, it was so uninteresting. I think it was social studies. It was so uninteresting. I wouldn't do my homework that she would just walk right past me. She wouldn't even bother to ask if I did my homework or not, because she knew I didn't do my homework and she would just skip right past me. Uh, and, uh, you know, little actions like that, instead of addressing, you know, why I wasn't doing my homework, instead of looking maybe into herself and figuring, well, why is this kid so uninterested in this? What can I do to make it more interesting to excite this person? They kind of just gave up. And, uh, you know, they start uh, blaming you that you're, you know, uh, too lazy that you're whatever it is. And then I had that, the one teacher who, um, you know, I hadn't done my homework and, uh, she told me to stand up and I stood up in the middle of the class and she told me, and I think this was in grade six or something. So, you know, quite impressionable, uh, start, you know, age group at this point. And she stood me up in front of all of my peers. And she said, you, she basically said, you're worthless and you will never amount to anything. And then she told me to get out of her classroom and go to the principal's office. And so you can imagine the sort of impression that left with me, uh, to be stood up in front of all of my classmates, in front of all of my classmates and to be told that you're worthless and that you're never going to, um, you know, uh, amount to anything, um, was quite impressionable. Even to this day, uh, you might even hear it in my voice. Uh, and the funny thing too, is my wife is a teacher. So I've told her this story as well and, uh, how it's just like, it's the problem. Wasn't me. The problem was the teacher. Make it more interesting. Figure out what makes me, uh, you know, what makes me tick, and thing, because in that, in that, um, specific case, that was a science class. And the truth of the matter is I love science. I watch science documentaries. I'm totally interested in the universe and outer space and uh, all that stuff. So, you know, the problem was, like I said, it wasn't me because I go out of my way now. If there is a specific subject or a specific topic whether it's business um, or, you know, whatever the case may be, any sort of skill uh, like building web pages or things like that. If I'm interested in, I will spend enormous amounts of resources and energy in, um, you know, making it uh, or learning about that particular subject. So I think about those times when those, you know, those impressionable times where you're stood up and you're told that you're worthless and you're told that you're never going to amount to anything. And I think about all of the letters and the um, messages that I get from you guys on, you know, telling me the impact that I have on your lives and your businesses. And you guys are thanking me for that. It's just humbling. And takes me full circle. In fact, I got a message uh, this morning uh, from somebody. And uh, they said in their message that um, you 
and Keith Kalfas helped me to, and then they went on uh, talking about them building their business and stuff. And I just thought, isn't that crazy? And I, and I responded to them. I sent them an email back and I, I think I even said that I said, uh, you know, thank you so much for the feedback and for supporting, um, you know, the podcast and, you know, watching my content and all that stuff. And, uh, I just find it crazy that you're even mentioning me in the same sentence as Keith Kalfas, because, you know, if it wasn't for Keith Kalfas and some of the content that he, um, you know, did early on, I probably would have quit my lawn care business and there would never be a podcast. There would never be a YouTube channel or anything like that. And I think, you know, we all pave the way for each other. We all show each other that, you know, anything is possible. And, you know, having that self-belief in yourself, even if it's only yourself. I've also told the story that, you know, when doing the podcast and doing the videos, it's been four years, four years with, um, you know, 200 podcast episodes. I think I've got like 220 or something YouTube videos, uh, that I've got on my YouTube channel. Um, you know, uh, there's the Instagram and all the followers over there. And, you know, I've told the story as well that, you know, nobody in my family outside of my wife and my kids knew that I even did any of this. And they would probably not believe it if you were to tell them because they know how introverted I am. They'd be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You know, does a weekly podcast or has a YouTube channel or something like that. Um, And it's only recently that I started getting comfortable. In fact, only a few months ago that I even tell my parents um, that I do this and that, uh, you know, what's been going on and working with brands and, and, you know, letters from people and things like that. And only because, you know, I didn't want that negativity and not because people in my family are, you know, specifically negative, but I know that something, you know, as crazy as doing a podcast or a YouTube channel, you know, never mind starting your own lawn care business or starting your own business in general, which can be a lot for, you know, family members and things to take in um, when a lot of them may not be entrepreneurial. A lot of them may be in sort of that employee mindset and think that, uh, you know, running your own business is too hard. Why would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to take the quote unquote safe route and get a job when in reality, getting a job is not safe. You can lose your job at any moment for, you know, any numerous amounts of reasons and that, you know, working for yourself and, uh, you know, running your own business is probably the safest way to go because you can always count on yourself and you can't always count on other people. And, uh, you know, having that self-belief is so important. And even if it's, you know, not letting other people know what you're doing just to keep that negativity out, just to, uh, stay focused on the course that's ahead, you know, think about a racehorse 
and then putting those blinders on the horses where basically the horse's eyes can only focus forward. They can't focus to the sides and see all the distractions. And that's what you got to do in your lawn care business and in your own self-belief. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yes, you're going to tell yourself stories and paint narratives that you're not good enough, that you can't do it. You know, you're going to remember things in the past, like teachers telling you that you're worthless and things like that. And you just got to keep those blinders on and just look forward. Don't think about and don't uh, fall into or believe that story that your subconscious will start to try to tell you. You just got to focus in on the life that you want to build and do that. And be grateful for every moment that you get to do that. Don't chase you know, unnecessary, um, objects like, uh, for example, you know, don't chase, um, you know, one day when I get, um, you know, a Lamborghini, that's when, uh, you know, life will be better when I get a Lamborghini life will be better when I get a, you know, whatever, uh, fancy car it is that you want or whatever the case may be. You see it all the time with people that, uh, you know, they're, um, depressed with life, they're this and that. And they always think that, Hey, you know, if I only had this, it would be so much better. You know, um, you know, if I have the new iPhone or whatever it is, that's, you know, when life is going to be better, but it's not the case. We've all had those instances where, um, you know, you get that shiny new object and it's great for a day or two, but slowly reality sticks uh, or starts to sink in that it doesn't fulfill you. That that's not where you're going to find joy. Where you're going to find joy is in helping others, is in uh, building and working towards your dreams and being grateful that you're alive and able to work on those dreams every day. And that your journey to get to what you ultimately think is the end goal That once you get to that end goal, you'll realize that it was your journey that is the reward and not the end goal itself. That it will be so rewarding looking back and seeing all of those trials and tribulations and things that you had to go through to get to the point that you're at now. And uh, you hear it all the time where people are like, I, you know, I had to go through uh, hell and back to get here and I wouldn't change it for the world that you just get so much um, satisfaction out of that. And you realize that those um, shiny objects, that uh, bright, shiny object syndrome of wanting, you know, the fancy cars or the things that that stuff doesn't matter. I once heard a quote that, you know, this person said, I want to be able to Uh, get to the point where I can afford the things that I realize no longer matter. So basically, uh, you know, he wanted to build wealth uh, to a point where he could afford, you know, all of the things that he dreamed about when he couldn't afford them. 
but now that he could afford them, realized that um, they didn't mean what they meant when he couldn't afford them, and therefore he knows he's not going to find happiness buying them, even though he can afford to buy them now at that point. So, you know, realizing that every moment that you get to work towards your dream is in fact your reward. Everybody's life is in fact a story. And it's important to remember that only you can be the author of your story. Other people will come along and come into your life and will try to influence the outcome of your story. They'll try to make you or sway you to go in a certain direction. Sometimes it's because they don't understand the situation. Sometimes it's because they don't understand, um, you know, what it is that you're going after. Sometimes it's just to, you know, make it so that, you know, they can stay comfortable if you stay in the same position as they are, because as they say, misery loves company. But it's important to remember that only you ultimately can write the ending to how your story plays out. So believe in yourself be grateful for every moment that you get to chase your dreams and look for small wins. So thank you everybody for uh, downloading the podcast and the past 200 episodes, uh, as well as supporting me on my YouTube channel and uh, my Instagram account as well. I am uh, truly humbled and grateful by uh, all of your messages and all of uh, your kind words, your feedback and your support. And uh, here's to looking forward uh, to another uh, hundred episodes of the podcast as I work my way to uh, 300. So uh, that's it uh, for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>